Hello, welcome back. Welcome back. We are here and we are live at our Shelton's Place Studios. Next question with Simmons and Big K. Have a packed show here for you tonight. Happy you've chosen to spend uh, a part of your Labor Day or weekend with us. The, the holiday is wrapping up. Got to go back to work tomorrow, but that doesn't matter right now. I think sports fans nationwide can go back to work uh, comfortably knowing that they were just treated to the best opening weekend of college football uh, that we have ever seen. I'm Chris Simmons, and I'm joined uh, by my partner in crime, the, the co-pilot of this plane that very well might end up crashing one of these days. Howard's there. Howard, uh, thanks for being here. Happy to have you. Excited to be here. We had a great weekend of football, games all weekend, college football, and now wrapping up with Old Miss and Florida State looking like it's going to be a good one too. Absolutely, it's going to be uh, it's going to be really awesome watching this game. We've got the TV going as we're talking through it. It's a Monday night thing. We're hoping to catch you as you're kind of winding down for the evening. We got fantasy football we're talking about. We talked with uh, one of my favorite Lufkin Panthers, uh, the big number six, Savon Fields, uh, later on in the program. Uh, we talk college football. We Kind of talking through all of it, and there's a uh, plethora. Uh, that's my oh, big voca- va- nice, vocabulary nice coming vocabulary. into play there. Uh, thank word you, word of the day, right there. Thank you, Miss Robbins. Uh, <laughs> shout out. That's in high school. Uh, but we've got a plethora of things to talk about, and so we are. Uh, we're here live at our Shelton's Play Studios uh, for next question with Simmons and Big K. How to get things going? We saw a ton of football. There were so many games on every different channel you could flip on, and there was a, stra- a stretch from 9 a.m. on Saturday morning until uh, about 4.30 in the morning if you uh, followed that game that was going on. Uh, how? My first question to you is this. What was the most impressive pr- uh, college football performance uh, this weekend, in your opinion? My opinion, uh, there, were, there was a lot of good games, a lot of upsets. I think there was seven or some, something ranked teams, most that had been knocked off in the first opening weekend in college football in a while. Uh, there was a lot of good games. My thing was Wisconsin going in, in uh, at Lambeau Field, basically home field advantage for them, <laughs> but still going and beating LSU. That that was impressive. I had, you know I think LSU still has a chance to get in the playoff. We'll talk about that later. But still, LSU looks like they just didn't have it. They weren't able. Wisconsin's defense was all over the field. Uh, they had a Clement, the running back, Corey Clement. He was running really well. He didn't put up a lot of yardage, but Wisconsin always has a pretty good college running back. NFL, you can see how they move up from there. But <laughs> college-wise, they always have their line was just dominant against you – know, anytime your line dominates against an LSU defense. Uh, that's making a statement. That's making a statement. So I was really, really surprised by the Wisconsin – LSU outcome. It's a good pick. I'm I'm going in the direction of what we saw from Houston taking down Oklahoma. And that was a good one too. That was probably my number two. So yeah. It, I mean, we were talking about it a little bit before. We tried. It's funny because when you and I get together, we have to. I kind of said intentionally. You got here about an hour ago here to the studio, and I said how we oh, we we can't really talk a whole lot because we when we start talking, it just all of our good stuff goes out, <laughs> and we, we don't miss it for the show. Uh, we just start talking about sports so quickly. But um, so we didn't. We haven't really talked a whole lot about it. My pick is Houston. The way that they looked, uh, they are. It was a performance that was making a statement uh, to the Big Twelve, saying, "Hey, we're ready to come and play with the Big." My, guys. my question is: Did this hurt or? Did this make it better or make their case better or make their case worse against the Big 12? Because <laughs> you can argue either one. You can argue that, yeah, now, you know, they've shown they can hang with the Big 12 teams, you know, the past couple of years and they can beat the best. Was Oklahoma was the number one <laughs> Big 12 team right. this year. Yeah, they were projected to win. So, I'm, and then they, right. could, they could still win the Big 12. I mean, they don't have to put the Houston side in it. But, uh, 
my thing is maybe, you know, if Texas and Oklahoma, like, you know, we don't really want to compete with this Houston team every year. We don't have to re- have to recruit against these teams. <laughs> maybe they don't let them in. Well, it's interesting you put it that way because when they were uh, – during the broadcast, they were talking about the uh, the radius of – from where uh, the school was located to the, the recruits that they brought in. And Oklahoma yeah. had an average radius of 324 miles. Houston was less than 30. Oh, and yeah. so Houston, everywhere around Surround. the Sugarland, Katy, Woodlands area, up to uh, up to our area in East Texas, a, we have a couple of Lufkin Panthers that gone through there. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they they would definitely hurt the recruiting of, of Texas, uh, Oklahoma, all these other teams. So that's a that's a good point. But I think that Houston came out and Greg Ward Jr. just put a clinic on. It was 321 passing yards, two touchdowns. Uh, but one of the biggest things that that you see in the difference between a a, a power five school and then somebody that's like a, a, a uh, mid-level program is size. That's in baseball. Oh, yeah. That's in basketball. That's size in football. and depth. I would si- say depth on a roster. I think you're exactly right. And so uh, the the biggest difference that that you see is I was worried about can their line hang with the with the power five line yes. on the offense and defense, and they just they dominated. They did. They, they did well. And like you said, the biggest thing the depth comes in that and size and depth is they were able to do it throughout the game. They didn't just do it the first half, the first quarter, right. the first play, you know. They finished it off and they still, you know, they they took care of business that whole game. <laughs> they got up at halftime and you would think, okay, you know, they're up, they're having a great, you know, first half, but come on, Oklahoma's going to show up and Houston did it exactly. again and did it and again they- and just held held off and that 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 was a like that was a very impressive win by uh, uh, Houston. And I think but I don't I don't remember, but I know I didn't pick. I picked OU. And I, don't, I can't remember if you picked. Yeah, we'll get to our picks uh, when we go so back over them here. We didn't uh, see it coming. We both. That was definitely a good one. It, it was uh, fun to watch. You were entertained. I'm, I'm so impressed. Uh, Tom Herman. They were showing this guy gets it. He gets college yeah. athletes. He's a he's a young coach, uh, younger. And a lot of the, the talk is, hey, he's making his audition right now to go off to uh, to a bigger school. Very well could be the case. If if Houston gets in the Big Twelve, though, I think he stays. But some of the things he was doing, the way he relates to his players, the way that he uh, they're playing wiffle ball in practice, or they're having like they were showing videos of uh, on Easter uh, that they had. Uh, two of their grad assistants dress up in Easter Bunny costumes and <laughs> started doing and started doing just a, a big war right there in the middle. First one to go down loses kind of yeah. thing. So he's able to get his guys pumped up and and really motivated in a way that you don't uh, that you're not going to see Nick Saban do that. Yeah. Not that Nick Saban's a bad coach. It's no. just a different yeah. style a different between way, him yeah. and, and this younger guy in Herman. So uh, I think that Houston. Uh, I think they were the most impressive. Uh, Wisconsin made a heck of a case. That was a an yeah. incredible game the, and and that was one that I didn't. I, Houston was ranked coming in. Houston was it? Everybody kind of understood Houston was a good team. I didn't think much of Wisconsin this year. Yep. And to, for them to go, even with the home field advantage right. of Lambeau, that didn't, that doesn't. When LSU comes to town, you expect them. If you're number five fighting for playoff, you know, playoff berth this year, you think they would be able to at least. They might. It might be a close game. We saw it with Tennessee. You know, have to hang around, but not to get beat <laughs> like that and not get to do, dom, dominated like that. We're, we're going to talk. The more, lines. We're going to talk more about the SEC in, in our next segment. I'm, I'm interested to see uh, what your take on it. We won't answer it now, but I'm going to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the, the conferences in general. Who where the power is shifted? Uh, because I don't believe that you, that SEC can say, "Man, we're so deep, we're so talented this year." Uh, but I also want to pose the question of. of 
will there be any undefeated teams in the college football playoff this this season? I mean, and we want to get to that um, after the break. We uh, we thank you for joining us once again. This is next question uh, with Simmons and Big K here uh, on Next Play Sports at nextplay.co, uh, not .com, but .co. Uh, happy to have you with us. Always hit us up on our Taco Casa Twitter feed at Next Play Sports. We're taking your questions on fantasy. So if you're listening in, you're drafting, you've got a draft coming up, you've got um, waiver wire situations, or you're starting lineup, you're not sure who to start, send those questions to us. We'll be answering uh, your questions coming up uh, later on in the program. We also talk with uh, Lufkin Panther, number six, Savon Fields. Uh, we talk with him about the big game. Panthers off to a great 2-0 start, so we'll talk through that as well. Uh, but don't go anywhere. This is Next Question. We'll be back in a moment uh, right here on Next Play Sports. When I was a child, my mother always took me to the children's clinic for my medical care. Now that I'm a mom, I take my kids to the children's clinic because no one takes care of them better. Their doctors are specialized in children's health with years of experience in keeping children healthy, developing, and thriving. It is the best place for children's medical care. The children's clinic is located at 205 Gene Sanford in Lufkin. For more information, call 634-2214 or visit them on the web at thechildrenscliniclufkin.com. Hey guys, this is Chris, voice of the Hornets here on The Nest, and I want to take a second to tell you about Dr. McMorris with the Women's Center in Nacogdoches. When Holly and I found out that we were expecting our first child over three years ago, we had no hesitation about who to turn to. All of our friends and family pointed us in the direction of Dr. McMorris with the Women's Center, and from the first visit on, Dr. McMorris made us feel comfortable and cared for, even during some unexpected complications. If you're in need of an OBGYN, be sure to visit Dr. McMorris with the Women's Center in Nacogdoches. Located beside the Medical Center on Stallings, visit them online at drmcmorris.com or give them a call at 936-560-2666. Your special day should be all that you ever dreamed it would be. Located in Lufkin, Shelton's Place is the perfect venue for your wedding or special event. Overlooking a beautiful pond, Shelton's Place has a climate-controlled 7,400-square-foot facility complete with state-of-the-art sound, dance floor, dressing suites, gorgeous outdoor setting, and custom catering. For an intimate wedding, family gathering, corporate event, or holiday party, let Shelton's Place provide your guests with a memorable experience. Like us on Facebook or visit us online at Shelton'sPlace.com. Shelton's Place, making your special memories come to life. Make the move to First Bank and Trust East Texas Checking Services and bank with confidence knowing we have been providing the best in hometown services combined with the latest in banking technology for more than 60 years. And there's no monthly service fee if you open a Simple League checking account, which includes text banking, mobile express deposit, mobile and online bill pay, email and text alerts, and much more. Banking at your fingertips from First Bank and Trust East Texas. Member FDIC. Livewell Athletic Club is Lufkin's finest athletic facility for you and your family. Whether it's our top-of-the-line workout equipment, dynamic specialized classes, or recreational sports activities, we promise to exceed your expectations. You and your family will have a blast playing together out on the splash pad or sliding down the water slide into our heated pool. But that's not all. Livewell offers tennis, basketball, pickleball, a safe outdoor figure-eight track, sauna, deluxe salon, and more. Come see it for yourself, located behind the mall in Lufkin. Live well, play hard, feel good. Grando Baking Company has been preparing delectable treats in Lufkin since 2010. We use only fresh, all-natural ingredients in everything we make. Our bakers and pastry artists share a passion for traditionally prepared foods with those of you who appreciate the fine baking. 
This commitment to quality is evident in every one of our delicious handmade creations, and our friendly down-to-earth service is the icing on the cake. Take time to visit us online at grando.net or call us at 936-632-1005. Grando Baking Company, proudly supporting your Hudson Hornets. Welcome back. Next question with Simmons and Big K. Happy to be with you here on a Monday night, Labor Day weekend. I sure uh, enjoyed my long weekend. I'm sure many of you did as well. You know it's coming to a close. But as we were talking about earlier, it was a fantastic opening weekend of college football and uh, even more college football happening right now. A number 11, Ole Miss, leading number four, uh, Florida State, which is a potential another uh, upset. It's another upset. Uh, 14-3 Ole Miss over Florida State right now at the moment. So um, how it, it poses the question, we saw so many top teams uh, get upset this week. My question to you is, will we see any team – Will we see any team be undefeated when we get to the college football playoff uh, later on in December, January? I don't think so. I think there's just there's so many teams, especially, and you you might your opinions probably differ from me from the SEC. I think I think I mean if if SEC is as good as they say they are, Alabama is not going to be able to just run through there. Even though I think Alabama is by far the way they just dominated USC was ridiculous. I think. There's going to be in a couple teams that, and I don't think there's good teams in the Big Ten or, you know, teams right. that are able to run through it. Like, so I mean, the only two teams I could think is maybe Clemson, but they still got to play Florida State, and Florida State, you know, lose or is losing, losing right now. at the moment. Right. So I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I think I think it, there's not going to be. I think there's going to be a couple one loss, maybe even a two loss team in there really? at the end of the year. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So let me talk to you first, like we're doing kind of theory first, and then we're going to be revealing who our um, our, who our picks are uh, for for that playoff. I think that you will see uh, a, I think you'll see two teams go all the way, run the table uh, within their conference, and um, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. I think Alabama does not because the SEC is is weak; they are weaker. Like the, you can't say there's a huge talent gap between SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, uh, Pac-12 teams to have fallen off this year, especially after exactly. a embarrassing performance by by Stanford's the USC. only one that I think if they if Stanford runs the table in the Pac-12, I think they get in just for that fact because they rent. But besides, that, I don't think they're good enough to though. That's the thing. So and so I'll take Alabama with. Um, I'll take Alabama running the table, coming in as a one seed. You don't see it often. Uh, last year, getting beat, uh, I believe, in the first round of the college football playoff, if I'm remembering that right. Was that last year or was that two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. Regardless, uh, I'm still thinking. I was worried. You know, it's funny that to me. I was thinking to myself that uh, Bama, they might be in trouble this year because their quarterback – couldn't do a whole heck of a lot. The minute I thought that, I was like, man, he's not throwing the ball well. He throws a 50-yard touchdown pass, and that just erased that thought real, real quick. The crazy thing is it doesn't really matter who that quarterback is for Alabama. The past three years or two years, <laughs> they've had a fifth-year senior or something come in there, a new right. player who hasn't started a game his whole college career, comes in there, and they win an ass championship. You know, they're always winning. So the quarterback position is never a worry for me, for me for the reason I'm worried about Alabama. Right. A big thing, I think, is the defense – might have took a step back because first you're losing Kirby, uh, Kirby Smith, uh, Kirby Smart, Smart for uh, yeah. he went to Georgia, but you know Saban the de- defense is still going to be good. Defense is still going to be probably the best in the nation at the end of the right. day. And then the running backs, you they lose the top two, but they they still got stable. They still got players. I think they I think 
the SEC, I differ with you. I think the SEC is very good this year. They've had a couple teams slip up, but I still think they're good quality teams. And I think Alabama will end up losing the one of them. I think that it's very possible. It's like a, it's, it's a landmine. They're walking through something that yeah. they could very easily step on the wrong spot and be done. Uh, but, but because they're done, they won't actually – because they lose, they won't be done. Um, so to round out my final four, here's my, here's my prediction. I have Alabama making it, uh, cleaning the table all the way through. I have Clemson uh, in the number two spot, and I think they – uh, will end up slipping up at some point, but they'll take the key game on October 29th against Florida State. I think they'll win that one on the road, That's which will clinch, clinch their spot. Number three seed, I like Harbaugh and Michigan. It's something that I'm interested. It'll be, it's, I think it's between them and Ohio State. I'm not sure, but November 26th, that will determine it because, once again, Michigan is on the road to Ohio State. So I have Clemson beating Florida State on the road and Michigan on the road beating Ohio State. And lastly, the number four spot, and here's the thing. I don't know how this will work out, but I think for some reason, by some way, it, it could. I think Houston might actually make a run all the way to grab the number four seed because what they have now is if they don't slip up, they have one of the most compelling resumes by beating Oklahoma. Because, yeah, you know, they have that big win against Oklahoma. And if they do run the table, I feel like they will at least be in the conversation. I do agree with that. Because I think um, more than any Sooner fan, I think the biggest OU fans right now are the Houston Cougars because what they don't want to see happen is Oklahoma yes. go and drop uh, exactly. drop to these other schools. They don't want to see them drop to TCU. They don't want to see them drop to Texas. They don't want to see that. They're going to be rooting for them because the better that OU does, the more impressive Houston's resume will look, yeah. and then they can uh, kind of sense their Great spot. Uh, at, at SMU on October 22nd is a big deal for Houston, but then they also play Louisville on November 17th. That's, that's the big one. That's, That's big, Louisville looked pretty good uh, this weekend too. So I'm not sure if I get to watch the Louisville game. That's when our second babies do on that day. <laughs> but maybe the hospital will have TV again, like they did the first time through. So uh, uh, you know, it, it's just crazy to see. So uh, I have Alabama one, Clemson, Michigan, Houston going to go through, um, which is a it's interesting to me because there's not a Big Twelve team listed. That, for some reason, for some reason, I. I just don't see – I see them banging uh, each other a little bit too much, knocking a couple losses off here and there. With Texas playing as well as they played, which is uh, – I can go off for 35 <laughs> minutes about that. I was wearing the shirt and everything last night. Big Longhorn fan, always have been. Uh, but seeing them perform the way they did, I think they'll go through and they'll just, they'll just knock each other out essentially. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that uh, – I think this year they still don't have a championship game, but I think yeah, next, next year, year next year they'll start it. Yes. So I don't see a Big 12 team getting in. Uh, Howard, what is your – uh, what are, what are your four? Well, I got Alabama going in. I haven't. I don't have them really seated like you do, but I have. I just have four teams. I got Alabama getting in. I think even if they drop one in the SEC, I think they're in. Uh, then I have a team from the ACC. I think ACC with Clemson and Florida State at the top of it. One of those guys are going to get in at least. Uh, I mean, even if and then uh, even if uh, Florida State loses this game, I think just whoever wins the SEC out of those two two teams. They get a bid, uh, and then this is where it gets kind of interesting. I, I have a I have a Big Ten school getting in there, but it might not be the one. I think Iowa gets in there. They, wow. they almost they they competed they came last close. year, yeah. And I think I, I I like Ohio State, but they lost a lot of talent. They lost a lot of talent. Uh, Michigan is you know uh, Harbaugh. I, I like Harbaugh a lot. I think he's a, <laughs> he's a nut job. He's though. crazy, but he's a great <laughs> football coach. He knows what he's doing, but. So I have Iowa, and to be honest, it was either Iowa or Stanford. Wow. So whoever runs the table 
out of those two, I think gets in, and I think one of them will. And then for my last one, I have t- two teams that lost this weekend. I have Oklahoma or LSU, and I think LSU. If LSU goes in, beats Alabama, they're in. In my opinion, if they run, wow. they, they run the table, but they beat Alabama. So they can't lose anymore. They've they already had anymore. one strike. They okay. beat Alabama. I think they're in. Uh, even if they don't beat Alabama, I think there's a chance they can get in. Oklahoma, Oklahoma has to basically do. Every, they have to hope LSU drops a couple more, and Oklahoma has to run the table. And uh, I, I would like to see Houston, but I, I just don't, I don't know if they're their schedule is going to be weak. I, I don't know. It's going to hurt them. And if they lose one, like I think Louisville, if they lose Louisville, then it's, it's done. It's over. This, yeah, is, this, this is an all or nothing kind so, of situation. And they're they're kind of in there with the Iowa, the Stanford, and I guess I, I include Houston in that group or in Michigan. Those four. If one of those four runs the table, I think they're in. I think you're right. Let me do a correction on myself earlier. Yes, uh, Alabama lost. It was two years ago. Yeah, two years. I mean, they're national champions. Yeah, last They've year. won so many times. It's kind of <laughs> you kind of get confused and mixing it all up. Uh, there was some more news uh, yesterday, or uh, yeah, it was it was on Saturday. Pardon me with with the LSU game. Not only did they lose, uh, but they also had something uh, happen that was very. Uh, Bush League, something yeah. that uh, you never want to see uh, happen. Josh Butte, um, at the end of the game, after the pick was thrown by uh, Brandon Harris, threw a ball, ugly, ugly pass. It Terrible. was, a, it was, a, it was an awful well, he, decision. It was off decision by him, and and the line was just got dominated on that play. A hundred percent. You can't have it. You've got to take whatever, it, whatever you can get to, yeah. uh, to especially put, that crucial part of the game. That was that pick ended the game for him. And so, but. What happened was, after the pick was made, uh, Josh Butte runs up to the guy that intercepted the pass uh, from LSU and just levels him. I mean, this is like 10 seconds after the interception already had happened. He's running around, his teammates are all around him, and Josh Butte lowers into him, essentially clotheslining him, sending him to the ground, and it poses a question for, for me. If I'm the coach, what do I do in that situation? And the bigger the bigger question is this, what in sports is unforgivable? Unforgivable, yeah. So, in my opinion, in my opinion, um, that would be something I would be willing to see him sit down for the rest of the season over, just to make a point. Yeah. But I know that when it comes to college sports, uh, it's got into college any sports, sports. Yeah. In, any sports, yeah. college, professional level. You even see it at high school level. It, 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 you might not like it, but it does it, pop up, it, especially it, in fo- in high school Texas football. And that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Just think about you know Friday Night Lights and the exactly. show, and kind of I'm kind of getting back on it, watching <laughs> through it and everything. But uh, I think about that. Unforgivable isn't exactly what it should be. My definition: unforgivable is production va- when your production value becomes less than your distraction. The minute that happened, the minute that line is crossed, that's when it becomes unforgivable. That's when we can see somebody be sent off, and okay, you're done for this season. Just sit down and shut up, and you, and you're not having anymore. But if their production value, if Josh Butte is still going to bring something, I could see Les Miles, who's already on a hot seat. Mm-hmm. He has a chance, uh, but the thing is, he has a chance to go one of two ways here. Which way is going to be more beneficial? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be better for him to make a, a, a moral statement by by sitting him out the rest of the year, or if he'll say, "Okay, he's not going to he's not going to start for the first half of the next game." Yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if if anything happens. To tell you the truth, uh, I'm I'm there with you. I think. Maybe not a year because it, and it was a, it was terrible. It's you know just total cheap shot. Obviously the play is over. It's, you know the guy's just celebrating, running across the field because he won the game for the team. And I just wonder. I'm with you. 
you need to make a statement. It needs to be, I'd say at least four, maybe five. Like it needs to be a statement. Maybe right. not the whole season because people do make mistakes. People do, right. you know, it's it's a physical game. You can lose your cool, but. Man, that, it, it was a terrible play. It it's was, about as close as you can get to it. And, I'm with you. And, and I, I totally agree. There needs to be some kind of statement. I would, I will be upset if it's anything less than four, just because I think that deserves to be some kind of statement. If you're less miles and you want to get something together, you want to get your program back in check. Exactly. Well, rain, bring them in, bring the reins in, and, and get your team saying, "Hey, I'm the boss here. I'm the captain, and, and you're not. That's not going to fly. That's not how you're going to win. If you set your t- yourself up and your team up to win by doing stuff like that, it's not going to work out. There's some way that car or whatever yeah, you want to call it, come back it, around. It, yeah, it comes back to you at some point, and so I don't think that uh, you're going to see. Um, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know what Les Miles is going to. I don't know if he's going to feel the pressure of I've got to win. Because if you've seen Butte and you've seen why the hit is so dramatic, it's because the dude's huge. Oh, he's huge, and I mean all the LSU offensive linemen are, and every player on LSU is huge. But yeah, he. It was a cheap shot. It was a dirty play. It was uncalled for. You can say all you want. More, like you said, does his production outweigh his you <laughs> distractions? Know, distractions. So. And so, you know, that answer will only come, and I'm sure that'll be uh, coming up soon, and it'll do- that'll be one of the headlines, especially on several sports talk shows that, that we follow and pay attention to. And so, we don't know. That's uh, it's out of our hands. I know what we would do, but I think Les Miles needs to be doing. Uh, he needs to set some kind of statement with this. Coming up in the show, we talk fantasy football. You've been sending in your questions. We're going to answer them here coming up very shortly. But our next segment is our high school spotlight. We'll be uh, recapping some scores from what happened this past week. What's coming up this week? And we talk with one of my favorite uh, Lufkin Panthers, number six, Savon Fields. Uh, safety, wide receiver, punt returner, does a little bit of everything because he can. Uh, junior, uh, 160, uh, 5'9", 160, he's awesome. Uh, awesome guy. I've known him uh, since before he got into high school, so uh, it's cool seeing him have success. We'll talk with him next right after the break. Don't go anywhere. This is Next Question with Simmons and Big K here on Next Play Sports. Hudson Sports and Chick-fil-A make a great combo. What could possibly be better than a fresh Chick-fil-A sandwich, hot and crispy waffle fries with a large sweet tea after a Hornet win? Only having your sandwich, fries, and drink ready for you the moment you walk in celebrating through our front door. Skip the line with the new Chick-fil-A app, and you can place and pay for your order all from the palm of your hand. Think about it, the full delicious menu that you love available in one app. Download the Chick-fil-A app on your iPhone, Android, and Google devices today. Mobile ordering is for inside pickups only. A healthy heart is key to a healthy life. And so when you experience heart trouble, you need the most advanced care. That's what you'll find here at CHI St. Luke's Health Memorial. With a team that's performed more cardiac procedures than any other in the region, plus the highest accredited chest pain center between Tyler and Houston, and our 106,000 square foot dedicated heart and stroke center, the first in the area, you'll find more experience, more expertise, and better outcomes at CHI St. Luke's Health Memorial. Attention Hornet fans, it is taco time. Stop by Taco Casa and grab the classic freshly made Super Taco, Chili Burger, or Super Nachos. Maybe even all three. It's crunchy, delicious, and promises to be exactly what your taste buds are craving. Located on South 1st Street, Lufkin, stop by today. You'll be glad you did. Taco Casa, real fresh, real food, real good. Real Graphics is the place for your next shirt idea. 
Our creative team will work with you directly to bring your idea into reality. And our professional screen printers will use our top-of-the-line equipment to quickly produce the best quality shirts possible. We look forward to working with you on your next shirt idea. Home building or home buying is a major step in life. At SY Homes, the builder's emphasis is on producing a home of lasting value that families will enjoy for generations to come. The company prides itself in having high standards in regards to energy efficiency, quality materials and workmanship, competitive and timely bids, and customer satisfaction. Owner Scott and Stephanie York, SY Homes is passionate about building houses that meet the homeowner's needs. They take pride in building a house that becomes a family's home. If you're interested, give them a call today at 936-875-3362 or visit them online at syhomesonline.com. Soundtext designs and integrates professional audio video systems for houses of worship, commercial, and residential applications. Our customers benefit from the personal attention we bring to every project. We care about you, the end user, and your goals as our top priority. Soundtext provides audio, video, lighting, control systems, and live event rentals. Don't get left behind. Look around and see if your environment can benefit from an audio video boost. Soundtext is online at soundtext.com. Make the move to First Bank and Trust East Texas Checking Services and bank with confidence knowing we have been providing the best in hometown services combined with the latest in banking technology for more than 60 years. And there's no monthly service fee if you open a Simply Checking account, which includes text banking, mobile express deposit, mobile and online bill pay, email and text alerts, and much more. Banking at your fingertips from First Bank and Trust East Texas. Member FDIC. And welcome back. Next question, Simmons and Big K here on Next Play Sports. This is our segment called the High School Spotlight, where we give you a rundown of everything that has happened and gone down this past week in lovely high school football. It's such a big deal, especially in the state of Texas. We pretty much created high school football, I think, if you look back in the, in the history record. And so let me give you a rundown of, of who did what. We'll, break, we'll start off. Henderson at Tatum. Henderson beat, uh, put a clobbering on Tatum, 45-13 this past week. Huntington got their first win of the season, 24-16 over Harden. They go back down to Harden West again this Friday. Alto put it on Big Sandy, 44-21, <clears throat> as well as John Tyler over in his 30-14. John Tyler takes on Louisiana Warren, uh, Warren Easton this coming week. So a couple teams from East Texas heading out to Louisiana for the weekend. Longview. Bounce back after the loss against Lufkin over Marshall, 56 to seven. Now they take on Dallas South Oak Cliff. Uh, Dallas South Oak Cliff uh, next. Gilmore uh, put a pounding on center, 70-21. Crockett took down Dieball by 13, 27-14. Dieball will be at home versus Newton for the next game. Now we get to, to 6A Region 2 District 12. What's happening? We've got four teams sitting at 2 and 0. The Woodlands. Westbrook, Montgomery, and Lufkin all sitting at 2-0. Oak Ridge and Conroe 1-1, and then College Park 0-2 so far in the season. The Woodlands, who will be watching, uh, they take on Lufkin September 30th. That's always a huge game. Uh, We'll be, uh, the Panthers will be traveling down to the Woodlands. The Woodlands uh, won 36-7 over Spring. They're hosting Katie this week at their place, which will be a uh, dynamic game, to say the least. 
Lufkin to start their season off, as many of you already know, 35-24 uh, over Longview uh, to start the season, then 42-28 over NAC this past week. And one of the key players here uh, for that matchup was Savon Fields, and we got a second to talk with him. And so we will uh, let's talk with with our man number six, Savon Fields of the Lufkin Panthers. And joining me now here with the high school spotlight is Lufkin Panther number six, Savon Fields. I'm a little bit partial to this guy. Known him for a while. Known him since before he was a freshman, and uh, he is uh, just lit it up this season. He is a junior, five nine one sixty. Don't let that uh, fool you though. This kid can can uh, lay a punch, and we saw him do that this weekend. I want to welcome Savon Fields uh, to the program. Savon, thanks for taking a couple minutes with us here. Uh, how are you doing today, man? Thanks for inviting me. I'm doing very well. Well, I, I think you would be doing well. Y'all are off to a 2-0 start. Your, your team looks uh, very strong uh, with wins uh, over Longview, getting the season going, 35-24 over them. And then this past week, 42-28 uh, uh, over Knack. Uh, how did it feel, man, going into Nacogdoches, getting that win again uh, for you and your team? Um, it felt very good because usually when we go into that game, it's very emotional because that is the oldest rivalry in in Texas. So when we go in, we have to have a focused mind because we know they're going to come in with their hardest punches, so we have to come back with ours. Well, Savon, you got things going off right from the get-go early on with uh, with the block field goal. I was watching the video of it, man. Yeah, You just fly. It's like you're in a track meet. The gun went off, and you just flew by everybody. Uh, what does it take uh, on the timing? I was never fast when I played basketball, uh, so much less football speed. That's a whole different thing. Um, but how does that feel? What do you have to do going into a, to a kick block like that that sets your team up for the uh, for the uh, touchdown later on in the drive to be honest it really just it kind of just happened my friend my teammate was like go block that punt <laughs> and so I told him to scoot in a little bit and then right when the ball snapped it felt like I was right there in the uh, catcher's hands when he caught the ball and and you made, you, know, it, you made it look easy. Uh, to be honest, you made it look just uh, ridiculously easy. Later on in the game, you just you laid some dudes out. It was, it was fantastic. And uh, Savon, so now now you guys are setting yourselves up well uh, with a 2-0 record. There's four other teams in y'all's district. I know y'all haven't got to uh, district play yet, but there's four other teams that are sitting at 2-0. But this week, y'all have a big challenge. Y'all are going to Louisiana Saturday, 4 o'clock, and you're taking on uh, the Parkway Panthers, uh, who's number three, according to Max Preps, in Louisiana. Uh, what's y'all's game plan and strategy going into the game? Um, our game plan is just to go out there and play our best. We we know that they have some pretty good players, and we're not saying that we're going to be able to stop them, but we're going to try our best. But you're going to come into it and give it everything uh, that you got. I love that. Um, Savon, what, do y'all st- what does your team do really well? What do y'all think y'all uh, really j- just excel at uh, as a team? It's teamwork and fighting to the end. Every game, it's always close or we, f- or we, we never kind of, we kind of just keep playing until the fourth quarter, until the game is over and the clock hits zero. And that's and that's what you got to do. That's the that's the mentality, and I love hearing that because uh, you know you got to take it. It's one it's one game at a time, one play at a time. Th- those type of things. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is y'all's uh, kind of uh, routine that y'all are getting into preparing now that because the game isn't on a Friday like normal. It's on a Saturday. So what are y'all preparing? Does that change anything in, in the schedule? Nothing changes. We still go out there and we're going to play our best and we're going to 
um, prepare like it's any other team. Uh, I love it. I love it, Savon. And so how do you feel uh, that you as a player, how do you feel you've grown since? Uh, now, how long have you been on varsity? Was it last year was your first season, or were you on varsity as a freshman? Last year was my first year, and, and, I, and I had a pretty good season. Yeah, I, I would too. say so. I would. I, you've got a lot of buzz going around you uh, on the defensive side of the ball. That's the thing about you. You're so uh, you're talented. You are excellent on defense, but you're also uh, going to be a slot receiver. You, you get in there and uh, your speed can just blow by defenders. You, you're a punt and kick returner, so you do just a little bit of everything. Uh, what part of the game do you feel like you need to still uh, improve on? What are you working on the most to, to improve? My leadership skills. My coach always tells me that I'm the leader on the team because I've played more more snaps than any other defensive player that has played. So I feel like that if I improve on my leadership skills, the team can only my defense can only get better. Dude, that's that's fantastic. I didn't realize that stat, and as a junior, that's saying something because you still um, have a whole another year to go. Uh, Savon, once again, I want to appreciate uh, appreciate you coming on uh, here and spending a couple minutes. Me and Savon uh, go back here a couple years, uh, back to to my youth pastoring days and going to Neverland. And I knew the kid was special watching him uh, when we were out. You remember on the beach, and we played King I, of the Beach out there. <laughs> I do remember that. That was very fun, man. It was it was one of those times where Savon's just if you're played king of the beach he's just throwing kids around and just making easy work of them getting thrown them out of the circle it was so much fun uh but Savon, uh man i want to uh, wish you the best of luck here this week i know y'all got a big game uh, let's get the panther to to three and oh and uh, let's see how y'all can come out of it thank you we will try our best all right, well, good luck to you. Uh, that was Lufkin Panther, uh, safety, punt returner, wide receiver, number six, uh, the big number six, Savon Fields, joining us here on uh, Next Question with Simmons and Big K. Savon, appreciate your time. Uh, good luck, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? See you later. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That was Savon Fields of uh, the Lufkin Panthers joining us for uh, Next Question. I would love getting to talk with him. He always, uh, the kid just... Uh, Big, bright smile, always happy, always beaming. Uh, love watching him play, and his effort on, on the field is, is uh, you know, second to none. So, uh, Pack has a big game taking on uh, the Parkway Panthers in Louisiana, number three uh, in the state of Louisiana. So, it's a big matchup on a neutral yeah, side that's, field. That's always fun playing, you know, across uh, the Red River right there. The, oh, not the Red River, the. Uh don't don't get me give me on geography. I'm not very good at well, that. Well, playing playing uh, out of state. That's always fun to see what happens. You know, because it's it's different football. You know, uh, Texas has this giant mantra, uh-huh. but hey, the Cajuns <laughs> love football just as much. No kidding. So it's, and there's some good food over there too. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know if I'll be able to make the, the drive or not. We're considering it, but, you know, uh, it sometimes it happens. If not, I know that uh, there's a station in town that, that covers uh, all the Lufkin Panther uh, action. But uh, So I'll be listening in for sure. When we come back, we'll be talking fantasy football. It is that time. Uh, this is the week. Uh, there's drafts that are happening that I know of. I think it's yours, actually. It's Wednesday night at yep. like 8 o'clock, the last second that you can get <laughs> one in. Uh, so we've got advice for your draft. We've got advice for your starting lineups. Uh, we've got a Big matchup happening in the next play uh, fantasy league in week one. We'll talk about that one coming up because yeah. uh, there's, there's surely somebody going to dominate somebody else, but we'll just happen to see uh, what that turns out to be. Don't go anywhere. This is Next Question with Simmons and Big K on Next Play Sports. We'll be right back. Always took me to the children's clinic for my medical care. Now that I'm a mom, I take my kids to the children's clinic because no one takes care of them better. 
Their doctors are specialized in children's health with years of experience in keeping children healthy, developing, and thriving. It is the best place for children's medical care. The Children's Clinic is located at 205 Gene Sanford in Lufkin. For more information, call 634-2214 or visit them on the web at thechildrenscliniclufkin.com. Real Graphics is the place for your next shirt idea. Our creative team will work with you directly to bring your idea into reality. And our professional screen printers will use our top-of-the-line equipment to quickly produce the best quality shirts possible. We look forward to working with you on your next shirt idea. Home building or home buying is a major step in life. At SY Homes, the builder's emphasis is on producing a home of lasting value that families will enjoy for generations to come. The company prides itself in having high standards in regards to energy efficiency, quality materials and workmanship, competitive and timely bids, and customer satisfaction. Owner Scott and Stephanie York, SY Homes is passionate about building houses that meet the homeowner's needs. They take pride in building a house that becomes a family's home. If you're interested, give them a call today at 936-875-3362 or visit them online at syhomesonline.com. I'm Dr. Jeff Glass, a pediatrician at the Children's Clinic. As a father of three, I can relate with parents whose child becomes sick. Our staff helps to alleviate this fear and anxiety because we are caring and competent in what we do. We consider ourselves a part of your team and take our job seriously. Parents entrust us with their child because they know we have the expertise to get their child healthy and back into action. The Children's Clinic is located at 205 Gene Sanford in Lufkin. For more information, call 634-2214 or visit them on the web at thechildrenscliniclufkin.com. Your special day should be all that you ever dreamed it would be. Located in Lufkin, Shelton's Place is the perfect venue for your wedding or special event. Overlooking a beautiful pond, Shelton's Place has a climate-controlled 7,400-square-foot facility complete with state-of-the-art sound, dance floor, dressing suites, gorgeous outdoor setting, and custom catering. For an intimate wedding, family gathering, corporate event, or holiday party, let Shelton's Place provide your guests with a memorable experience. Like us on Facebook or visit us online at Shelton'sPlace.com. Shelton's Place, making your special memories come to life. question Simmons and Big K on Next Play Sports happy to be with you on a Monday night Labor Day weekend we've got fantasy football starting it's about that time uh, it's a great day Howard from right now we are just a couple days away from NFL starting we're 50 days away from NBA season starting wow, that's uh, good. It, I mean it's a great combination we're, we're getting really close to uh, to everything that we need to know and how we've got fantasy football um, there's a big matchup happening uh, there's yeah. an opponent that I have I think he's really weak I think he's really. This my opponent this week is very weak. <laughs> um, I, it's a it's a surefire win. My opponent is none other than uh, than than you. Uh, if you. In case you haven't looked at the schedule, yet. Egyptian pharaohs. The Egyptian pharaohs taking on. What's my name in that league? Is this one? Is this my? Uh, oh, mine's better than a pharaoh. Better than a pharaoh. Better than a pharaoh. So we'll we'll see uh, <laughs> what comes uh, of it. How we sure, need to talk that, through. That's sure. That would be one of the first things talked about. 
It should Either be. way, it next should week, be. So. It, it needs to be. A, we need to have. We'll have some victorious music. We'll have something going on. Uh, for me, anyways. For you, we won't really do anything <laughs> special since I do all the tech. So, <laughs> so how we got? Uh, it, it is a big deal. We've got draft questions coming up. We've got stardom and sitting questions for your lineups. Uh, what I want to talk about first. Let's go ahead and do this with with fantasy roster cuts. We were talking about it a little bit during the break. Uh, there are a couple things that happened, and I've been seeing you tweeting about it. We've talked about it through texting and stuff. Um, tell me what's going on with Justin Forsett uh, of the Baltimore Ravens, because that was somebody that I ended up taking in about the ninth or 10th round in one of my drafts. So uh, what do I do with him now that he got cut? Well, it was really funny. We were doing a live draft Saturday, and uh, <laughs> so around, I guess, you know, 3 o'clock, right when the cuts came out, came out Justin Forsett was getting, uh, was getting, getting axed by the Ravens. And nobody in the whole league said a word to anybody. <laughs> everybody was hoping that somebody would draft Justin Forsett, like you said, seventh, eighth, ninth round at some point, and we'd all laugh about it. But turns out everybody already knew we were all just being dumb. <laughs> so that was great. But it turned out Justin Forsett got cut because the only reason, from my understanding, was that he was the only one – all the other running backs, which I guess they wanted to keep, they have West, they have Dixon, and they have Allen. They drafted Dixon late, but he's hurt. They got Allen last year, and they picked up Terrence West. And Terrence West supposed is – I haven't watched many preseason games. Because they're not really worth yeah, watching, honestly. He's had a really good preseason. So they were looking at it, they were like, we need to cut one of these guys for some reason to work out IR spot. Very technical stuff. Yeah, whatever Very that GM stuff. stuff you know, that, that maybe we can bring on Darren sometime. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, since he wants to do that one day anyway. We'll and talk so to him. they looked at it and said, well, we dropped four set. He d- goes straight to the – he doesn't go to the waiver wire, which is where all the teams get a chance to pick him up yeah. without even really talking to the player. They just get a chance. Four set, they cut him because he goes straight to free agent and he can – he can leave. He can. Oh, he can resign. Right. And that was and I, that was their intentional plan. So they dropped Forsett, figured out what they're going to do with the IR spot, resigned him. I think today they made it official. I saw a tweet that he did it. So he's back. It was a very questionable. You know, Justin Forsett was probably the last like starting running back you were already drafting in leagues. Right. After that, you're still kind of scared. If you're able to get him on the waiver wire, though, it's totally worth the gamble. It's worth a flyer that you he can was. See. He was very good two years ago. He was pretty good at the end of his uh, of the beginning of last year until he broke his arm. It wasn't like a soft tissue injury or a knee injury that you worry about. It was right. he broke his arm. Just broke, yeah. So I mean, what's I mean, it's an injury. Don't get me wrong, but still, it's it's a, it's a little easier for a, a football player to come back from that than you know ACL or something. That makes sense. So, so he's still safe to pick. He's still he's and, and, and I'm sure a lot of people. As soon as he, you know, Saturday or yesterday, they saw he got cut and went and picked somebody else up, dropped him for even Terrence West or uh, Buck Allen. So uh, it's worth going to look, see if he's on your waiver wire, see, you know, what's going on. If he's there, pick him up. See, he's, he's the presumed starter. He's a starting running back. So it, it's totally worth a gamble, especially in PPR leagues. I think he'll catch a lot of passes. So. I think I think he's, yeah, I, I still have him. I'm not sure if I'm starting him this week or not. I'm actually taking uh, – I'm a big believer in Melvin Gordon this week. We'll get to that matchup with him and, and Danny Woodhead yeah. in just a second. Uh, my – what I saw, the question was, what roster trimming move will you ha- will have the most fancy impact on your team? Uh, there's a couple of things. I was high on Ladarius Green. Don't touch him right now. Yeah, he's, right. On the, he's on the pup list, eight weeks out. Don't touch him. Uh, you can grab him off a waiver wire. If somebody wants to keep them in that IR spot, if do you have it, an but- IR spot, yeah, it's him, he and him. Uh, if, you, if you really want to have a couple qu- uh, quarterback, go get 
go see if Tony Romo's there. Right. If you have IR spot. Uh, Deion Lewis from uh, New the England. Patriots. Yes, he's on. He's on the pub list. He's a guy that I would, if I had IR spot, that would probably be my number one guy. Because it's worth yeah. it. It's worth waiting and see. Now, does he play again this year? There's a lot of talk that he might not even play because he re-injured an already injury for his ACL. I don't know if he re-injured his ACL, but he had an injury on top of that ACL after he had already completely came back. So that's that's always scary whenever you are rehabbing or something and have that injury put on top of whatever you're already rehabbing from. So, yeah, we may not see Deion Lewis, but we might. If, and, and, if it's, and, you know, see what happens. Wait four weeks. If they're saying he's not even running, then – <laughs> yeah, pick somebody else. Up. Yeah, then then go with somebody else. And, and that's so, that's only if you have an IR spot. If you don't, if you don't it's not even worth look. It's not even worth it. If somebody else wants to keep him in that yeah. spot, go for it. But you don't need to be taking him. Uh, one guy to take a flyer on. I'm, I was interested to see this because the Falcons cut him. Uh, the guy was Devin Hester, and we we know the blazing speed he has on kick returns, and we know how the NFL is actually trying to take that part out of the game. But I think that that. Hester might be somebody that they turn around and use in Minnesota. They're not terribly deep in the wide receiver position. They, they might throw him in the slot and see what what now Sam Bradford, which isn't insanity doing the same thing over and over and over and over and expecting different results. <laughs> Sam Bradford you know, has been. I, I saw the I saw the stat and I was fascinated by it. Sam Bradford um, has uh, been traded for or acquired for in place of of two. Two first first uh, first round picks. Plus, uh, he was the first overall pick. Plus, he was the first. Yeah, 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 first <laughs> he, he was that too. So it was like two first round picks, uh, a second round pick, and another fourth round pick. Multiple times on these picks. So I'm thinking these teams got to learn. But who knows? Sam Bradford, Adrian Peterson teamed up again like they were in Oklahoma. Yeah. Might be worth something. But take uh, take a flyer on Devin Hester. Uh, but now we want to talk Stardom and Sidham. We've got a couple different. Uh, we got a couple different things that could uh, go on. How do you? Pose the question. I'll answer it and kick it back to you. Uh, first one. This one's a big one. A lot of these people drafted Cam pretty early this year. Yeah, they did. I wasn't one of those people. I didn't either, but I wish I Cam, well, kind of- week one matchup. First game of the season. Plays the Super Bowl champ Denver Broncos. We saw last game. We saw last time we played Denver. <laughs> what happened? We saw last year when any quarterback played Denver. What happened? Do you start Cam Newton Thursday night? I think... Yes, because unless you have a a second quarterback that you think can do any better than what Cam can do. Cam's bad games last year were better than most good games for the normal tier quarterback. I'm saying go with Cam. If anything, there might be a little bit of inspiration of do you not uh, get me once, shame on me, pull me twice, whatever. You're shame on you, second time, shame on me, however that whole thing goes. <laughs> but I think Cam comes back from it. What are your thoughts? I'm starting Cam. If you do, if I didn't draft him early, <laughs> so I, if you if you were one of the people that drafted him early, you got to start him. And I think at that point you start your studs. He's the guy you went with. You're not. He's pretty. He's, like we said, he's pretty much matchup proof. Just don't expect. Use the rest of your roster. Don't expect that 40 point game or whatever. You know his right. huge game. Ex- expect like you said, his four is hopefully pretty pretty high because he's, he has those rushing yards. He gets a rushing touchdown, a couple rushing yards, and a passing touchdown. That's that's a good day for a quarterback, right. and you're fine with that moving on this week. So I'd start your stud and go ahead. Okay, the second thing, and this is kind of a two-part. Okay, two-part question. Jamar Charles is questionable for this game. There's okay. a lot of talk that he's not going to play. Okay. I'm leaving he doesn't play, but 
if he does play. Speaking of which, side note, everybody, Hallett has his oh, Skyfall matchup every this league. week. I have him in, almost, in every league so far. <laughs> I'll call him and get him Wednesday night. I'm a Charles <laughs> Truther like I'm a Dak Truther right now. I don't know oh, if it God, was if, if, I, if I like I've made myself into Charles Truther just because I have him in so many leagues. But so the question the is, question is, do you if if Charles starts and if Charles, if Charles plays, what do you do with Spencer Ware and Sir Kendrick West, who both had pretty good yeah they did pretty good season last year when Charles went down. The presumed guy that would take majority of the carries if Charles doesn't play Sunday would be where, but Westfield was good. So what do you do? The question is, question is, let me clarify the question. Okay. The question is, if Charles plays, what do you do with where? Okay. And Charles. Okay. And Charles. If Charles doesn't play, where? How? How high are you on where? In West? Are they automatic starts? Are they flex starts? Are they, you know, what what level of start are they? It is a. It depends on your depth. If you are crazy loaded at wide receiver, but you're running back for a week, then I'm going to pick up West, uh, and and I'll see what I can do. Hopefully, you have a decent running back one on your level. But I will go. Um, I will pick up. I pick up Spencer where I wouldn't get West yet. Maybe grab him for throw him on your bench in, in, in case Charles won't play. But I'm not. I, I don't start Charles whether he plays or not. Uh, I'm sitting him picking up where your thoughts. I'm kind of the same. I'm. I'm debating. I, I'm debating in all my leagues right now about Charles. Charles play. It's going to be hard for me to sit him on the bench. But the, my worst fear is he goes in there, gets five carries, and that's all he does. They're playing San Diego, which is a terrible defense. You play everybody who plays San Diego, and that's the only reason I would think even playing Charles because it doesn't take Charles a lot to get a lot of fantasy. Points. Right. He gets two runs, fifty yards, and a touchdown. That made your day. <laughs> so if he plays, I think it's kind of hard not to play him. But if you have a better option, I would go ahead and do it. If with where if where if Charles does not play, like you said, I wouldn't start West. But if where if I have where if I have Charles, I'm probably starting where. That's what I'm doing gotcha. in, in one league. Is uh-huh. I have where, so I'm starting I'm starting him instead of Charles. If I just have where, he's a RB two with huge upside this week. Great yep. matchup. I'm starting him at least at my RB two or flex. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, next question. Next question. Uh, so Martellus Bennett went to the Patriots. I'm this all year. familiar with Martellus Bennett okay. because if y'all don't know, the Patriots are my team. Despite the hot take rage I went on last week and said something about Cowboys and Super Bowl, <laughs> disregard that completely. Martellus Bennett is. I'm very familiar with. What's the question? So the question is: Is Martellus Bennett, which I think both of you are kind of on the same thing that you draft him. This is the question, though: Do you start Martellus Bennett this week against the Arizona Cardinals? Yes. And you here's do. why. Yes, because Martellus, I, I would put him on my ranking of, of, of tight ends. He's probably number seven or eight, simply because Ooh, Gronk is because it is high. But but I think Gronk is going to attract so much attention that it opens it up for Bennett to, to get get down in the slot. Okay, my answer is pretty easy. No. Why? Wow. You, you find a different option. First of all, I do not trust the offense to run as smoothly. As they without do Brady, without Brady. Brady. Okay. Gronk is is any, everything proof. You're starting Gronk. He's going to probably put up <laughs> crazy numbers no matter what. Martellus Bennett isn't going to be much this game. You have uh, uh, Matt, uh, what's this? What we're talking about? Ty Matthew. Oh, uh, Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew. The Honey Badger. The Honey Badger. Yeah, the gotcha. Honey Badger back okay. there. He's a tight end shutdown player. I think Martellus Bennett struggles this week. 
options out there. Go look on your waiver wire. I'm not saying drop my tails, Bennett. Go look on your waiver wire. Pick up uh, Eric Ebron if he plays. Eric mm. Ebron, I play him. Okay. Uh, Dwayne Allen with the Colts. He's playing against the Lions. I think that's a good matchup. I'd go pick up one of those guys. Hope for a touchdown out of them. Didn't rather bet on Martez Bennett this week. All right, next question. Next question. This is a good one. Quarterback question. Stafford or Rivers? Stafford is playing the Colts. Okay. And Rivers is playing uh, Kansas City. I'm going to give you a stat. Okay, Caleb Rivers stat. didn't get over 10 fantasy points in both his matchups last year against Kansas City. Wow. That was last year. New but, year, new start. They've had, they have an upgrade. The offensive line looks better. You like Melvin Gordon this year, so they might have a better run game. You have Kelvin. You have uh, uh, Allen. Uh, he he didn't play when they played okay. at Kansas State, uh, Kansas City. So this is here's, here's what I do. If I if I'm Rivers and I have either Woodhead or Gordon, which we'll talk about that matchup in a second, or or that that which, the next go, that's yeah. the next question. Yes. So if I have one of those two, I start one of them, which we'll talk about in a second, and go with Rivers. If I don't, I'm going Stafford. Yes, there's no Megatron, but that means somebody else. It's not like those those uh, pass attempts go just into space and they're gone. Exactly. Somebody's getting those attempts. Somebody's getting the ball thrown in, in his direction. So I think I would go with Stafford if I don't have Gordon or Woodhead uh, because I mean, if you went with if you if you're choosing between Stafford and and um, Rivers. and Rivers in this situation, you didn't go high. You with waited a, pretty late. You yeah. waited. Yeah, you waited in the draft, unless which is okay. Just, unless you're just a Rivers truther. Uh, yeah, or Stafford I, I guess. I, 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 one of those. T- I'm kind of. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be if you are. You're slightly delusional. Uh, but okay, so that's my answer. I would. In most situations, I'm going with Stafford, uh, unless you have a Gordon or Woodhead to maybe pair up with some uh, attempts. My answer. I'm going Stafford all the way. I think Stafford has a good week. I actually have this is on one of my leagues. Stafford, and the, it's not necessarily Stafford in the Lions' offense. It's the Colts' defense. They're missing wow. four or five starters this week. Okay. Missing the best corner, Bonte Davis. I'm targeting a lot of lines. Like I said, my, my tight ends for inside of Nari B were both were both Colts and was a line. I'm targeting that game in fantasy football this week. Wow. That's, okay. that's going to be a high-scoring game. I think defenses aren't very good. I think the offenses are going to throw the ball like crazy. So that's a, that's the matchup. I'm going Stafford. I think we both agree on that one. Got two more left? Uh, yeah, we got three more. Three, three more, more left. left. All right, next question. We'll go quick. Woodhead Gordon. Woodhead Kansas Gordon. City. Melvin Gordon all the way right now. Uh, it does it does get close if you're in a PPR because Woodhead is a great pass catching yes. back out of the backfield. Um, I'm going Gordon. I think everybody was too high on him last year. They expected too much too early from him. And so I'm going Gordon this year, his second year in the league. He is going to live up to the hype of last season whenever you know he had that, all the hype coming yes. from Wisconsin into First the league. First round draft pick for a back. Exactly. He's going to break out this year. Uh, Melvin Gordon might end up working himself into the RB1 slot. Uh, by the end of this year, I'm I'm about there with you. I'm starting Melvin Gordon, and I'm probably if I have if I have Woodhead and I don't have Melvin Gordon, I might start Woodhead in my flex this week. Gotcha. Next question: Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders against Carolina Thursday night. Woo! That's a tough one. That's tough. Edelman against the Cardinals Sunday night. You're, it's a almost a no-win situation with either one. But uh, what I'm doing is I think that Garoppolo is not going to want to throw the ball deep for the Patriots, and he might end up taking. Uh, shot, short shots on slants uh, to Edelman. I'm going with Edelman in that situation. Yes, I'm a Patriots fan. Yes, I have that bias, and I'm not going to try to deny it, but I'm going with Edelman uh, for that. I'm going to go Sanders. I think Carolina lost Josh Norman, the best corner. Mm. Not that he would even have been on Sanders. Right. They're starting two, I think, either rookie or, or first-year uh, 
corners on the outside. I think Stan uh, Sanders can get. I think there's going to be a lot of play play action with Denver. I'm picking Sanders this week. This is the last one, and this is a, a defense, a defensive matchup. Wow, question. for fantasy okay. talking for fantasy. defense. Okay. Hit Do you with go it. with Minnesota uh, Vikings versus Tennessee? Okay. Or do you go Rams versus 49ers? Gosh, what about a train wreck in the 49ers this offseason with Kaepernick and he'll be the backup and everything? What I'm doing is I'm going with. Who are you going with? I've answered first every time. Who are you going with? I'm going wild card. I'm going with the Eagles because they, they should be available in every league. They're going against the Browns. Eagles, wow. guitar D3, I think they come out. So you just throw it out. <laughs> you don't even take one of the two options. You cheated. Yes, Eagles. You cheated. I'm going Eagles. Okay, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm answering between the two uh, the two questions, I'm most likely give – me, give me the Rams. Rams. Give me the Rams against the 49ers. I think the 49ers are a train wreck this season. Uh, they don't break out. Kaepernick takes a knee during the anthem, however you feel about that. Um, and that will be the, the sideshow distraction. Uh, but let's not forget, Blaine Gabbert, Gabbert has to prove himself. He has been a losing quarterback yeah, his entire career. Been. He's also been with Jacksonville. Give him some credit because if you go to Jacksonville, you're destined to lose. Uh, that's the, what, that's Jacksonville, that Jacksonville team might be better than this 49ers Exactly, team. and that's the sad part for Gabbert. He thought he was getting out of it, but really yeah. he just went to the next one, the next version of that Jacksonville team. So that's what we've got. That's uh, our fantasy advice for the week. Ask us your questions anytime on our Taco Costa Twitter feed at Next Play Sports. We'll be back in a moment. We're talking the NFL when we get back. Actual NFL, the teams, not the fantasy, <laughs> not the points, not the players and all that stuff that we care about a ton because we do love it. Uh, we're talking the NFL predictions, playoffs, who's winning the Super Bowl, who's your dark horse, all that coming up after the break. This is Next Question with Simmons and Big K on Next Play Sports Talk. home of lasting value that families will enjoy for generations to come. The company prides itself in having high standards in regards to energy efficiency, quality materials and workmanship, competitive and timely bids, and customer satisfaction. Owners Scott and Stephanie York, SY Homes is passionate about building houses that meet the homeowner's needs. They take pride in building a house that becomes a family's home. If you're interested, give them a call today at 936-875-3362. Or visit them online at syhomesonline.com. Make the move to First Bank and Trust East Texas Checking Services and bank with confidence knowing we have been providing the best in hometown services combined with the latest in banking technology for more than 60 years. And there's no monthly service fee if you open a Simply Checking account, which includes text banking, mobile express deposit, mobile and online bill pay, email and text alerts, and much more. Banking at your fingertips from First Bank and Trust, East Texas. Member FDIC. Your special day should be all that you ever dreamed it would be. Located in Lufkin, Shelton's Place is the perfect venue for your wedding or special event. Overlooking a beautiful pond, Shelton's Place has a climate-controlled 7,400-square-foot facility complete with a state-of-the-art sound, dance floor, dressing suites, gorgeous outdoor setting, and custom catering. For an intimate wedding, family gathering, corporate event, or holiday party, let Shelton's Place provide your guests with a memorable experience. Like us on Facebook or visit us online at Shelton'sPlace.com. Shelton's Place, making your special memories come to life. 
Hey guys, this is Chris, voice of the Hornets here on The Nest, and I want to take a second to tell you about Dr. McMorris with the Women's Center in Nacogdoches. When Holly and I found out that we were expecting our first child over three years ago, we had no hesitation about who to turn to. All of our friends and family pointed us in the direction of Dr. McMorris with the Women's Center, and from the first visit on, Dr. McMorris made us feel comfortable and cared for, even during some unexpected complications. If you're in need of an OBGYN, be sure to visit Dr. McMorris with the Women's Center in Nacogdoches. Located beside the Medical Center on Stallings, visit them online at drmcmorris.com or give them a call at 936-560-2666. And welcome back. Next question. Simmons and Big K here on Next Play Sports. It's 910 right now this Monday evening. We're happy you made us a part of your Labor Day weekend. Uh, we are talking the big NFL. It's back starting on Thursday, then on Sunday, and then on Monday. And it's here for now until the next 16 weeks of regular season plus playoffs after that point. There's a lot going on, Howard, with NFL. There's so many. Every year there's something different. You, you think you know one thing starting off at the beginning of the season, but really it turns out to be something completely yeah, different by the end of it. And so what we're trying to do is we're going to uh, we're gonna put our um, – we're going to get our, our crystal ball, uh, see into the future a little bit, what's going to happen by the end of the season, what are we going to be talking about. And so I want to pose the question to you here. What is the dark horse team of the NFL, in your opinion? Well, I, it's hard for you to just know who's coming. I mean, there's a lot of up-and-coming young teams. I mean, you, I'm just going to throw a couple. You had the Jaguars. I think Houston might be able to take that next step. I don't personally see it this year. It might be another year. But – my team, which is – I feel like I'm kind of cheating because I think they went 10-5 <laughs> last year. But they didn't make playoffs. I think the Jets are a dark horse team this year. You think the Jets – really? Yes. I think and, I think with Brady being out, I'm not, I'm not going to say they win the division, but I think they compete. I think they make the playoffs. I think Brady, with Brady being out, it's going to hurt the Patriots uh, uh, for the short term, for the first beginning of the season. And then I think the Jets are – have a pretty good matchup. Have a pretty good matchup this year. So, do you see that the, the you think the Jets are going to take the Patriots spot at the top of the AFC East? No, I, I still think the Patriots oh, okay. win. But I, I, it, it's they're going to the challenge. Jets coming. Yeah, okay. they're going to challenge. Do they, they get a wild card spot? I think they get a wild card. Okay, spot. so they get that. I'm going with a team uh, in the Oakland Raiders, and this is a young team that is getting some traction. But when uh, when I was looking through different things, first of all, let's just talk about. Um, Amari Cooper for a second. Amari Cooper, Derek Carr are an incredible. I think Derek Carr is going to be up and coming. He's trying yeah, to prove. I his- think. I think last year he had a really good year. Um, sad because Bridgewater was right. You know, him and Bridgewater, I thought were the best. Bortles had uh, great stats, but I think he's a, a peg under those guys. I think Carr is probably going to end up because of Bridgewater now. It's injury. I think Carr is probably going to be the best one out of that draft class. And the thing about it is that um, odds to win the whole thing, uh, Raiders are sitting at number 15. Uh, they, they're pretty low on, on the thing. They're still within the top 16, which technically, um, pardon me, they don't even, is there, no, they don't even, they're not even the playoff picture according to these odds uh, that we're looking at. And there's a great resource that we have, Phil Stills Pro Football. Um, always, he supplies every sports talk radio guy that you listen to. <laughs> he is the guy uh, behind it. Um, but when you look at it, the, the Raiders, 
they're not even uh, picked to be second in the AFC West. They're actually coming in third behind Denver and the Chiefs. The reason I think the Raiders are going to come out strong is because I think Carr breaks out. I think Amari Cooper is uh, going to just destroy defense, is going, going the, the vertical He's going to take field. that next step as one of the most dominant receivers. And then Latavius Murray will come in as a running back. And he's a guy I've drafted, I think, on both of my teams that I have this year, which I only have two for some reason. I might have to just do a draft just for the heck of doing another draft. Uh, but Latavius Murray is somebody that could could end up being a breakout superstar in this league. Him and Thomas Rawls are two running backs that I'm watching very very close this season to see how they come uh, how they come up and, and develop uh, because Rawls because with no Marshawn Lynch with Seattle. But my dark horse team is uh, the Oakland Raiders. I'm excited to watch them. Raider football hasn't been relevant in a long time, besides being the punchline of many many jokes. And this might be the last time they're in Oakland. They might be in Las Vegas next year. I was year, going so. there next, and so they might be going to Vegas, which I can't think of a team that fits better in Vegas than the Oakland. Raiders uh, and Al Davis and uh, you know because Al Davis he's older than than our, than us he he's like we don't really know him know him we get to hear the stories of Al Davis and I think it, there's no other place that he would want his team to have been yeah, exactly. than in to Las be in, in Las, Las Vegas it just kind of makes sense uh, with with what he wanted to do so now how um, we we need to we need to make some some bold predictions and like I said let's disregard the hot take from last year when I got a little fired up about <laughs> Jason Garrett and Romo and Super Bowl and all that stuff. Uh, talk to me uh, for a uh, a second. What is uh, what do you think is going to happen with uh, with the with the, the playoff picture in the NFL um, in the AFC? AFC, like I said, I have the Patriots as the winner of the East. They've won how many times in a row? I mean, it's hard to beat them, <laughs> even with Brady's suspension. In the North, which it basically came down to me, was the Steelers or the Bengals. Okay. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think they have a better quarterback. I think they have a better offense. Okay. The defense is a little questionable, but I'm just going to go with the Steelers to win the North. The, the West, I have Denver. Denver's defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah. I, you know, Peyton despite, Manning. Despite not having a true starter right now. Yeah, Peyton Manning, one of the, probably, if not the best, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. He wasn't last year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be clear. He wasn't that last year. So I don't think the quarterback in play can be – I think I'm not gonna say it could be better, but it, I don't think it could be worse. So I think they're gonna win the West. I mean, Kansas City. You have Oakland. I, I think it's a tough division, but I think they're gonna. And in the South, this South and both divisions were hard for me for some reason. I went with the Colts. Okay. Just because Luck's the best quarterback in that division. Okay. So I went with the best quarterback. Wild card. I got Bengals. And then I got the Jets. Got the Jets going to make the wild card. Um, I think the Patriots, I agree with you. Patriots taking the AFC East despite Ray being out the first four games. I think the Bengals will come back. They were just a couple plays away from being a Super Bowl oh, team were, last yeah. year. I mean, it was it was a very close thing. They come back. Uh, they take the North. I have Houston coming up. J.J. Swat and SWAT team uh, coming back with um, uh, with getting the division. And they take it from the Colts. I think that is probably the might be the weakest division in football. Yeah, uh, I agree. Th- them and, and, and honestly, the NFC East. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Jaguars sneak in there somehow. Exactly. Because you know? it, it definitely leaves the, the door open for it. So uh, I think Houston will come out, though. Brock Osweiler might be all right. Lamar Miller was a great pickup for the Texans. And so uh, him rushing will help take them above, uh, you know, get them to another level. Uh, in the West, I, like I said, I have Oakland coming and, and jumping over Kansas City and Denver. My two wild card spots I have the Steelers. And I have Kansas City, which is which. If you make note of this, if you're trying to keep me accountable, I'm talking. Um, I ha- that means I have no Indianapolis in the playoffs and no Denver in the playoffs, which is crazy. Crazy. Um, 
I'm kind of skeptical about the Denver thing. I wish there was a spot for me to put them in there. But I think Kansas City's defense will actually take another step up. They might count uh, over over Denver by the end of the season when we look at it. That's me looking to a crystal ball. Uh, that's, that's what I see. I'll take it first here on the NFC side since you went first on the last one. In the good. East, I actually have the Cowboys coming out of it. Uh, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I am not a Dak truther uh, like the my, my co-host over here. I, that's not what I um, I don't see. Hashtag back to get that. Back to Dak. Back, not back to Pack, back to Dak. But you can back to Pack as well if you back Dak. Uh, in the north, we got Packers and Rodgers. Um, we'll talk more about them in a second. To South Carolina, that is a, uh, unless the Falcons were able to come up and do something with Freeman uh, this season, Freeman, Julio Jones, which that's my man crush. I uh, love Julio, and he's done so well for me. But I've got them uh, in the, uh, I got Carolina taking it and actually leaving the Falcons out of the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, honestly. The West, that is a loaded division. The NFC West, um, I have Arizona taking it, but it is close. It, I mean, it's, it's so close in that thing. Uh, but as Seattle coming in with a, the second wild card spot, and the first one, how do you have Minnesota? Um, I have them getting in uh, into the playoff. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how <laughs> who Bradford's going to channel in order to become something that's just uh, an, a, a, a good performing quarterback that doesn't blow the game. But I do see the Vikings, Adrian Peterson will carry that team, will rush that team oh, yeah. into the playoffs. Me and the AFC, uh, NFC, actually, I'm with, I gotta, gotta go with the Cowboys. I think, like you said, I think the NFC is, or the East is probably the weakest division, or if not, the second weakest right. division. Yeah, so it's close. I think the Cowboys, I think that can get them through that division. I mean, Kirk Cousins won it last year, so that's just, you don't need a great quarterback. In the north, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think the Vikings, wow. before before Saturday, not that I'm even a Bradford guy, but if you look at what that team is, it's loaded across the, everywhere else. The defense is loaded. They're, they got Adrian Peterson. The receivers are young, but they're pretty talented. So I'm going to say the Vikings, they're wow. going to win every game 20 to 17, but I think they're going to end up winning that north. Okay. South, I'm going to have to go Carolina. They were just so good last year. I think they might take a step back down this year. They're not going to win as many games as they did, but I'm still going to go with Carolina. In the West, I'm going to go with Seattle. They have some holes. They have a weak offensive line. Their receivers are questionable. You know, they're, they're, who's their running back? Who's their running back? You know, there's a lot of questions, but they seem to always figure it out by the time playoffs come around. Yep. I got them winning the West. Wild card. I had the Cardinals. Love the Cardinals. Yep. Love the Cardinals this year. And then... I'm gonna go with the Packers for my last wild card, just because Aaron Rodgers can't. It's hard to bet against him. Now I don't want to. Well, I don't want to necessarily bore the listeners by going through our entire bracket. I've already written mine out. I'll post a picture of it so everybody on Twitter world can control it. Tell us, you, tell us, tell us, just tell us Super Bowl. Who's in the Super, Super Bowl? Super Bowl. I have New England. Uh, New England gets by Oakland in, in the a AFC Championship game to get into the Super Bowl, uh, taking on the Packers, and then I do think Brady gets one last one and then he's done. Oh really? Oh I, I think, wow! I think I think Brady at that point. Oh, I think wow. he's ready to just sit down. I wasn't um, expecting that take. That that was hot. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Brady be done. But oh, I, I do think if he wins the Super Bowl, he's going out on top, just like uh, Peyton Manning, uh, that kind of thing. All right, this is my pick. Okay. I got. I'm going to go with surprising. I'm going to go with Cardinals. Don't think they win the West, but I think they get to the Super Bowl. They're loaded across the board. I think this is like. Like thing, I think Palmer. This is his last little go around. He's gonna go out and just ball. So I got the Cardinals. <laughs> I actually have them going against the defensive ball champs, Denver. I think Denver can still figure it out. 
They figured it out last year. I think Von Miller can get his way back back up there. And then I'm gonna have the Cardinals upset Denver in the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, I think the, the Cardinals, Cardinals this is the year. You're saying this is the year. With David Johnson, Fitzgerald, yes. John Brown the receiver, Michael Michael Floyd, Floyd yeah. yes. And, and you think Palmer can, can carry them? I think they can. I think he can. Interesting. Well, hey, that works. That's what we see. That's our crystal ball. That's our NFL predictions. We'll be talking NFL all season long here on Next Question, bringing uh, the best and uh, intriguing questions to you, talking about uh, what's going on. We'll be back in a second after the break, and when we come back, we will. Um, I will be doing straight out of sports, talking about a team close to my heart, a player uh, that I've got a lot of sympathy for and much more respect now uh, here in the senior season. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we got straight out of sports. We have uh, predictions, and then we're done tonight. So don't go anywhere. Uh, this is uh, next question with Simmons and Big K here on Next Play Sports. Attention Hornet fans, it is taco time. Stop by Taco Casa and grab the classic freshly made Super Taco, Chili Burger, or Super Nachos. Maybe even all three. It's crunchy, delicious, and promises to be exactly what your taste buds are craving. Located on South 1st Street, Lufkin, stop by today. You'll be glad you did. Taco Casa, real fresh, real food, real good. A healthy heart is key to a healthy life. And so when you experience heart trouble, you need the most advanced care. That's what you'll find here at CHI St. Luke's Health Memorial. With a team that's performed more cardiac procedures than any other in the region. Plus the highest accredited chest pain center between Tyler and Houston. And our 106,000 square foot dedicated heart and stroke center. The first in the area. You'll find more experience, more expertise, and better outcomes at CHI St. Luke's Health Memorial. Real Graphics is the place to bring in your next shirt idea. Our creative team will work with you directly to take your idea and bring it into reality. Our professional screen printers will use our top-of-the-line equipment to quickly produce the best quality shirts possible. We look forward to working with you on your next shirt idea. Hornet fans, when you're looking to buy or sell your home property, why not seek out the expertise of seasoned veteran and Hudson alum, Pat Penn. Pat's a certified real estate broker with Gan Medford Real Estate. You've heard him all season long be the proud sponsor of every Hudson Hornet strikeout. We like to call them Pat Penn Punchouts. But for all of your real estate needs, be sure to contact our very own Pat Penn at 936-465-1234. Livewell Athletic Club is Lufkin's finest athletic facility for you and your family. Whether it's our top-of-the-line workout equipment, dynamic specialized classes, or recreational sports activities, we promise to exceed your expectations. You and your family will have a blast playing together out on the splash pad or sliding down the water slot into our heated pool. But that's not all. Livewell offers tennis, basketball, pickleball, a safe outdoor figure eight track, sauna, deluxe salon, and more. Come see it for yourself, located behind the mall in Lufkin. Livewell. Play hard. Feel good. When I was a child, my mother always took me to the children's clinic for my medical care. Now that I'm a mom, I take my kids to the children's clinic because no one takes care of them better. Their doctors are specialized in children's health with years of experience in keeping children healthy, developing, and thriving. It is the best place for children's medical care. The children's clinic is located at 205 Gene Sanford in Lufkin. For more information, call 634-2214 or visit them on the web at thechildrenscliniclufkin.com.
Welcome back. Simmons and Big K here on Next Question on part of Next Play Sports brought to you by Shelton's Place. Feel free to hit us up at any time on our Taco Casa Twitter feed at Next Play Sports. You can also hit us up individually at C Simmons 13 at Only Real Faro. Faro is spelled P H A R A O H. P H A R A O H. Is that right? I think so. I think it is right. <laughs> it sounds right. In, I think sounds that, right. Sounds right to you. Something like that. <laughs> uh, we got. Straight out of sports happening now. We've got uh, picks coming up for this weekend coming up next. Uh, and I want to talk about somebody. Uh, this is a segment I like to talk and uh, pull something out of sports, some lesson, some uh, uh, some form of a moral lesson that I found uh, this past week. And I think we found a, a very viable candidate uh, here for that. So I want you to take a second and imagine being recruited by somebody uh, that – by a team that's in the heart of Texas being uh, the guy supposed to be the, the next big thing. A team passes up on somebody known as JT Barrett that we now know of yeah. in order to recruit you because they believe in you. Well, then you have a, a, a situation where you are just put on the back burner. To a degree, you're not working out. It, it the whole your your arm isn't that great, and now the team that has once been legendary, you're supposed to be the next Vince Young, but you're not really living up to that. It's it's a ton of pressure in that situation. I want to talk to you about Tyrone Swoops today here in the Straight Out of Sports. I'm extremely impressed with him. If you didn't watch the game last night, you missed a heck of a game. A 50-47 win uh, over Notre Dame. Notre Dame ranked number 10. Another top team following. Texas beating them in uh, two overtimes. But I want to talk about Tyrone Swoops because he represents something that we don't see a lot in culture today. Uh, Because in our culture today, it's easier to replace than to repair. It's easier to trash something than try to work on fixing it and making it better. Swoops has done something with, with the Texas program that he has been able to not just throw it in the back and go somewhere to other school, pack his, uh, take his ball and go to a different court and play somewhere. He's actually chosen to stick it out and shown loyalty to, Char- to Charlie Strong and this Texas team where he is actually uh, putting in the effort, putting in the time, and figuring out a way to make it work. He's accepted the fact that he's not the, the number one guy. Shane Puchel had a heck of a game. That this he really good too. The only, the only time a, se- a true, first, uh, true freshman has ever started for UT is the second time ever. But Swoops, as a senior, has shown that that he's able to uh, to put his ego, uh, put his pride uh, secondary to the team needs. And I think there's something that, that we don't often understand because if I'm Swoops and I'm supposed to be the superstar, it's going to be tough for me to accept that, that I'm not going to be a starter. I'm losing my job to a freshman. Why is it so much easier to throw something in the trash and to repair it? If something is easier, if what's broke is better off thrown away than repaired, it was probably too cheap in the first place. And whatever whatever that applies in whatever situation uh, that you want to put that in, whether it's sports, whether that's in life, whether it's a relationship, and if it's either just to replace that relationship than try to repair it, it might have been too cheap in the first place. And so what I love to see from Swoops is the loyalty and the dedication and the commitment from him to come through and, and try to teach us something that, hey, my role may not be exactly what I thought it was going to be, but I am able to come through and accept my role within a team. Athletes everywhere need to take a lesson from that, putting themselves uh, secondary to what uh, to what the team has in mind, what the team needs in the situation. That's my straight out of sports. I love Swoops. I love what he does for the program. Uh, the 18-wheeler package, it's legit. Uh, watching it just truck guys last yeah. night. And get him in the, the, yeah, I watched the whole game. Get him in the goal line and or get him in the red zone and 
Let him go to work. And it was it was insane watching, you know, Bichelle's throwing the ball seventy yard touchdown passes. He he could have had two of those, but the receiver dropped, dropped it on, it, on the yeah. that first drive. It was uh, heartbreaking. I actually for the first time ever, I've never done this before, I recorded the game and actually watched up until the live point. And so I, I started about two hours late, tried to catch up. I skipped about six minutes in the fourth quarter so I could get to the live part. Yeah. But it was intriguing to watch every just about every possession there for for UT. Yeah, it was a great uh, game and it it was a huge win because you look last year UT lost was it thirty eight to three yeah three it was ridiculous so a big win for Charlie Strong and, and you know who was you Longhorns. know who was, who was at the at the helm of that that loss swoops swoops yeah swoops. and so seeing what it, it comes out it comes poetic, back around yeah. yeah it's almost poetic seeing what he's able to to, to come back and do um, I, I, I agree I, that was he that took a lot especially if you're going to sit behind a true freshman like that and to come in and knowing that you weren't going to be the starter. And still make an impact and still, you know, carry the team as a leader. You know, that was big. Yes. That was big. And and I think that the UT fans, cause you can imagine, uh, I was talking with uh, a couple guys that are on the UT campus. They're saying, hey, does he get ridiculed? Was he harassed? Talk, I said, my question exactly was, tell me about Swoops uh, before yesterday. What was his campus life experience like? Um, and they, they said, actually, that UT was actually pretty easy on him. They weren't yeah. giving him a hard time, weren't yelling at him. I was, surpri- I was surprised because I figured there'd be more ridicule coming. But um, it's impressive to see how he's uh, adapted, adjusted to his role and and really made himself into a niche player because now we're, we might see something this year. I'm not saying UT's going to the national championship. That would be awesome. But um, I am saying that this two-quarterback system might be something that uh, that UT could pull off and nobody else has really done hey, well. Hey, I'm going to say, Florida, the, when Tebow was a freshman, I think they did use the two-quarterback really? and they won. I think they won and went to the national championship. But that, that was Yeah, he won it twice. It was yeah, a freshman and junior So year. they did use the two-quarterback system, and you could see maybe – the same type of thing, maybe Rose roles reversed. Tebow was kind of more of the short yardage, run it, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. But still, I think it's it has been done. It's it's. Yeah. I'm not gonna say the winning national championship. That's a little crazy, but <laughs> they they can have a good year and they can hope, maybe compete for the Big Twelve. I don't think the Big Twelve is pretty strong. So I, I do. I think TCU's gonna be strong in that. So we'll we'll see what comes from it. But Tyrone Stoops, props to you. I uh, appreciate the loyalty. The the. Uh, self-sacrificing that, that you show and that I hope that continues throughout the rest of the season. We've got picks for you now wrapping up the show. Uh, let's just uh, catch us back up to speed uh, with how um, how last year, uh, last, uh, last week pardon me, went for us. Week one of the picks. Our winner so far leading five to four. None other than myself. I'm just proving myself to be smarter than yeah, that's new. There, there was a lot of upsets and I think I picked Against all those upsets, basically. So, <laughs> there was a couple. We both picked. Uh, uh, we did not pick Houston to beat Oklahoma. Uh, we both got. Let's see. We got the Michigan game right, but we wouldn't get that one right. Uh, and then a couple. We did not pick um, Wisconsin to to beat no. LSU. No, we didn't. So that was pretty impressive. So I'm leading right now, five to four. Uh, we need to put a money ball game on this. We'll do that in a couple weeks. But so now we have a couple games we want to pick for you, and then we're getting out of here, going to bed. We got work tomorrow and all that fun stuff. So first game we're picking, we'll go through it quickly. Virginia Tech at Tennessee. Howard, who you got? I'm going to Tennessee. Tennessee was disappointed. Disappointing Thursday oh my night. Gosh, yes. Or, they yeah, Thursday night. Good. Look terrible. I think that bounced back. Tennessee. Um, same thing there for the same exact reason. They're not going to uh, embarrass themselves again uh, that way. Arkansas on the road at, at TCU. TCU is a freight train. I'm taking them uh, in this matchup because I don't see Arkansas uh, with the ability to pull off the upset against them. 
Arkansas is a big team. They get some big players, I want to tell you. They're, their offensive lineman, I, I don't know if he's still there, was like 6'10". I mean, the big old guys. <laughs> I'm going to go with TCU, though. You're going with TCU. <laughs> so you, build, you build up Arkansas, and then you just throw it, throw it the other way. Okay. SMU uh, taking on Baylor. That will uh, be a the post Art Brow era is has already begun at Baylor. SMU is a team that if it was basketball, I would be more inclined <laughs> to pick them. But I'm actually I'm not going with an upset again. I'm going with Baylor at home. SMU might make it interesting though. I think it'll be a probably one of the better games this weekend. But I'm going to go Baylor. And this weekend is definitely a it's a somewhat of a, a drop down in the tier oh, of, yeah. uh, of matchups because teams can't just. They know they know better than that. And so Texas Tech taking on uh, Arizona State at Arizona State. Uh, who do you got? I'm going to go with Tech. Okay. I'm going to take Tech. Tech. I'm going to say they, they they go in, they beat Arizona State on the on the road. I, I mean, I hope Tech does. To, to, Tech's had some momentum the past couple of years. Kind of be interested to see if they can go get this big win. I'm going with Arizona State, home team. Um, mainly for that reason, because they are the home, home team. team. I think that uh, we did see Tech light up in uh, a, a SFA defense, which uh, our guys are, are prone to upsets in March Madness, but not on the football field. Well, hope, ho- hopefully this is the game that either catches me up or puts me down in the hole. <laughs> yeah, right now, yeah, up until this point. Uh, but I think we might differ here coming up. Uh, Virginia at Oregon, who you've got there? I'm going to Oregon. I think this. I, I'm a Oregon guy. For the past few years, so I'm going to take Oregon. Same thing at that one. That one's not going to be a big surprise to me to see Oregon win that one. Penn State at Pittsburgh. Penn State. I, Penn like, State. I like Big Ten. Uh, we didn't even talk about Penn State. Yeah, the so that they have going on with Paterno. And everything. Exactly. But I'm going to go Penn, Penn State. I'm taking Pittsburgh at home. Um, You're going with the home there. teams. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, it's, it's not always the <laughs> easiest pick, but uh, Utah State at USC. USC looked absolutely pathetic. It looked bad. It, it was just embarrassing. That might have been the least impressive performance yeah. that we've seen. You just rolled over. Uh, and, and, all, and all I heard all last week was this was USC. USC exactly. was going to make the comeback. They, this, they've been wanting this game. And then to lay an egg like that, I'm going to go USC. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Howard, building somebody else up. I'm going. I will go with the road team. I'm taking Utah State. I oh. think USC uses, loses back-to-back. Mm. And the, the quick uh, firing of everybody happens right away. <laughs> and so that's what I think we'll see happen uh here this weekend so um who really knows we'll find out i mean we already proved that i'm a little bit smarter anyways we'll see how it continues on into, <laughs> yeah we'll see and we'll introduce a money ball in week three a money Sounds ball good. money ball pick to make it a little bit more fun tweet us your thoughts thanks for listening in thanks for sticking with us here tonight this is next question with simmons and big k wrapping up our second uh seven, second episode if i get the words yeah. out it's not it's past my bedtime at this point <laughs> and i'm sure it is for you enjoy your day back at work everybody or back at school wherever you might be going uh special thanks to save on Fields joining us earlier in the program. Love yeah, getting to talk with him. That was a great interview. Yeah, yeah he, he's an uh, awesome guy. We wish the Panthers luck this weekend. And so, and if you didn't know, if you want to check high school football scores, check the Next Play site. On our on our site, we have live scoring of almost every game in the region going on. Uh, there's a It's like what you see on ESPN, a score yeah. ticker that you can go through, and I'm checking scores when I'm, I'm doing some announcing at a local high school for, for their football games. Just go on there, check it out, accurate information. 
I encourage you to do that. Howard, thanks for joining us again. That was great. Uh, Ready for next week. I think our our plane is still up in the air for now. (laughs) It hasn't crashed yet, but when it does, it won't be a surprise. But until then, uh, we'll see you next week, 8 o'clock for next question. Simmons and BK. Howard, thanks. And we are um, Chris Simmons. We are out of here. Uh, We'll see you all next Monday. Thank you guys for listening in.